0: Hello and welcome to Sense in the City. I'm Ruby Bookaboo, the co-founder and your Sydney host, and I'll be taking you on some sensory adventures in and around the Emerald City. Today Sydney is actually in lockdown, so I can't meet up with my guests in person, but we connect online and discuss another way in which we can travel in time and space, through scent. Perfumer Jocelyn Fullerton is at home in Lilyfield in the inner west of Sydney where she also has the lab for her Artisanal Fragrance House, Cult of Scent, creating perfumes, candles and bespoke fragrances. She describes her profession as a mix of science and creativity, calling it the poetry of molecules. Also a chemist, a botanist and aromatherapist, Jocelyn is fascinated with plants and how they help us to connect to the natural world and to be present. We talk about the smells of her childhood in the Blue Mountains, the fragrances of Sydney, and the way in which aromas can add dimension to our world and dramatically alter our outlook on life. Jocelyn tells us how to spend a perfect day in Sydney through smells and tastes, and shares her recipe for a mood-lifting hot chocolate with orange blossom. When I talk to her, she's actually in her lab. So is this your
1: yes. ladder? This is where I work. Lots and lots and lots of bottles. So this is actually the, you know, ready to sell. Uh uh-huh. And these are various things macerating and some raw ingredients here. I have three benches, which is great. So I have one for this one, which looks out the window, which is for wrapping and packing.
0: Oh, well, that's nice.
1: That one, which is technically for working at, but I kind of work wherever I feel like. I've got a beautiful metal bench, which is easy to clean, and so, and also being metal, it's easy for, say, for candles to, to cool quicker because the heat transfers better. Yeah, I love it. I'm trying to imagine what it would smell like in there. A friend dropped off an empty candle pot for a refill the other day, and she said, as I was walking past your house, the most beautiful rose smell was coming out. <laughs> it's like,
0: really. I like, know, I know I just, exactly that what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I've just had a batch of those candles. But my 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 neighbour up the back and, and next door actually say that there are lots of tantalising smells that come out.
0: I wanted to say thank you because since, I guess, about two weeks when we've decided to do this interview, I've been very conscious, extra conscious of smells. And so yeah. last Friday I was doing a clean of the house and i decided to air everything so i opened all the windows and it was there was it was a really gusty day and the wind was sweeping through dramatically i was making a lamb ragu kind of thing with cinnamon the smell was going out into the garden and then i was having mint tea and then i lit a beautiful smelling candle and i put the herbs outside the front door
1: i do that as well i think when you make things beautiful and you engage your senses like that it makes it can change how you feel really quickly you know even it's times when I've decided to wear a certain perfume to bed because it was just quite cozy mm. and then every time then whereas I would smell it it would make me think it would get me into that sort of cozy bed mode this is this is not the official bottle but this is a a blend of orange blossom neroli and pettigrain and I put this on the pillow it's a as a sort of a bed spray, but I use it after my shower. It's just refreshing.
0: Yeah, orange blossom is the best. In about a month, because all the oranges are out now, and in about a month, all of these orange trees are gonna be in bloom. And last year, I'm not normally here, I'm in Paris normally, but because I'm here, it's incredible, this waft of sweet, sweet, sweet scents.
1: Yeah, oh, and it's just so blissful
0: i wanted to actually talk a little bit about the smells of your childhood you grew up in the blue mountains yeah yep, yep.
1: it's still one of my absolute favorites is the smell of lemon blossoms my mum and dad had this gig- huge lemon tree out the back and it would just it was super abundant but the smell of sitting on the back kitchen step and just smelling lemon blossoms makes me so happy and I have a little lemon tree that's I'm hoping I'll, I keep looking at the sweetheart come on you can do it you can do it you know it's it's um you know it's sort of struggling between that and the bougainvillea for, for for light but it's um just the smell of them makes me feel so happy and in fact I've got a pedigree citoyen which is your lemon blossom mm. pedigree which from the well it's more from the um the leaves and stems but there's this beautiful freshness in it and it's one of yeah it's a real happy smell and the mint that was beside the the kitchen um again on the kitchen steps because we had a hose there so obviously you put mint around me where the hose grows. yes i've just done that <laughs> yeah yeah but that and yeah that was something else that just came to me we had a, a big liquid amber tree out the front And so my brother and I loved climbing it and he was far more daring than I was, whereas I'd sort of sit in the lower branches of the book. But the smell of the leaves of the liquid amber tree, so when you crush them, they're obviously green but fresh and there's a balsamic quality to them. And that's when I smell them now, it's the smell of of really sort of, you know, those really gentle days of childhood. I spent a lot of time on trees
0: when (laughs) I was reading also, reading and thinking and and writing and and there were pine trees yeah and so that smell of pine trees gives me that sense of childhood and and freedom
1: when you're in that kind of with the liquid amber I loved it because the light you know if you're in the in the summer you're in this kind of little cave of these beautiful leaves you're in this little green green glowing little little secluded space
0: how did you become a perfumer
1: I've always been attracted to beauty and and um, this sensory world and I used to make like probably many kids did made little potions using flowers
0: <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> I used to put lantana in them and my parents would laugh because oh. it's a weed but I thought it would smell beautiful it's got a really interesting smell lantana and it, again it's
1: a very it's funny I was I I'm learning about it in botany And then having this really strong sensory memory. Oh yeah, hang on, that's right. I know this one really well. This is the smell of you know my friend's garden. You know, and and it does have a really unique scent. Yeah, again, green and vibrant, very kind of ketoney and yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, apparently, I've not tried this, but apparently, uh, an infusion of the leaves could be used um, for treating chicken pox. Oh, to reduce the irritation. But it's
0: definitely also been used as a mosquito repellent. Ah. Yeah. So back to when you decided to become it, or how did it happen? I I was working in
1: department stores selling fragrances and cosmetics, and I really loved it. But in that time, when, you know, when we left school, like the idea of becoming a perfumer or cosmetic chemist was not even on the spectrum. And even though I was working for, you know, I worked for Chanel, I worked for Guerlain, um, in department stores and I launched fragrances. You know, we hear about the perfumer, but not really. For some reason, it wasn't sort of understood that it was a profession. And I think that was because you in Australia, you you kind of fell into it via chemistry. I ended up teaching it. And I think one of the things is we we get scared of chemistry because we build these ideas of this strange world that's a bit scary when we're at school and whereas when we just sort of sit back and talk about it as a a sort of a a very simple natural phenomenon I think people can get their hands on it and what I used to do is I'd teach chemistry by bringing smells of things so and that made it also a lot more approachable and a lot more fun or I'd make explosions and things like (laughs) that.
0: (laughs) Remind (laughs) me not to get on your bad side. (laughs) (laughs) It was
1: Um. really fun. I read an article in Vogue, and I've still got it, in 1991, interview with Sersley Tung, and he said that you could train your nose to learn things, and so I thought, wow, okay, I'm going to train my nose to recognize smells, and then later when I was working in, in the department stores to recognize all of the different fragrances, working with oils and realizing that they were perfume ingredients as well, and then... I was more beginning to be more interested in skincare and the ingredients. And I think probably the red line through all of it is the ingredients. I'm really interested in plants and how they work from, from all aspects. So cultural aspects, um, you know, the chemistry, the fragrance, how they're processed. And then inside each ingredient is this potential for, for new creation. So I, that got me into natural medicine. And then from that, I was teaching botany because again I got it it just made sense and for me botany was also about connecting to your natural world and seeing what was around you and again it's almost getting to know the names of things you start creating a a bit of a dialogue with your natural environment and I would have these maps mental maps of what was growing where and how it smelt, and you know what the difference with that and that was I ended up teaching um, essential oil chemistry and pharmacology which was really interesting I actually wrote um, a good part of the the chemistry of a diploma in aromatic medicine with all this technical stuff I needed some poetry to balance the the science yeah
0: I heard that um, somebody described (laughs) perfumers as the poetry molecules that's your your Phrase, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have to be a poet and a chemist at the same time or you know you're both a scientist and a poet
1: yeah and in that way it's really satisfying because you can be wildly creative and emotional and romantic and then your technical aspects can also like you're 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 trying to figure out puzzles you're trying to unlock how something's going to work till you get that beautiful harmony
0: Let's talk a little bit about the smells of Sydney.
1: So It was one of those things when I first went to France, I was like, well, I wanted to know what that country smelled like. And when I first went to England, I was like, what does that country smell like? The idea of getting off the plane and smelling it, it was just really exciting. I'd been living in the UK for a year and I thought, brilliant, this is my opportunity to get off the plane and see what Australia smells like. So I came into Sydney Airport and there was that, Airy eucalypt smell. It's true. It really does smell like that, and it's it wasn't strong, but it was present and it was there. And I came home too in November, so you know we're getting into that hot mm. hot season. I was living in Newtown. Well, moved back to Newtown. I've lived sort of in and around that Newtown and More Erskineville circuit for years, and. There are different snapshots about, you know, I like taking walks or riding my bike around because I like that. I like what's happening on the street life. And so smelling what's growing in people's gardens is really interesting. So literally
0: stopping and smelling the roses. Um, My friend was in Piedmont, used to live in Piedmont. I used to live in Piedmont, but then uh, afterwards I was visiting a friend and just around the corner there was a herb garden, uh, just somebody's huge herb garden there was a sign, if you're a local, please help yourself
1: beautiful and so
0: we were cooking so we just walked over we picked the herbs that we needed from this neighbor's garden in the middle of the city and then walked home and cooked it was the best thing in the world
1: that's gorgeous you know I found one the other day I found a little secret garden in Allendale. I was just riding out towards Newtown and someone has turned this little corridor into this little magic literally a magical garden It's literally like it's an enchanted garden and then the ice cream truck came and that the sound of an ice cream truck, for anyone who's grown up to the sound of that, is the Mm. sound of impending pleasure Mm. or, you know, really hoping that your parents will let you get an ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) So that was interesting. Newtown and Inmore for me was also interesting to see the different types of artwork that would arrive on the walls. And so there's that smell of fresh graffiti, of like someone finishing a mural. That's very much part of that smell. Mm. Um, the other is for one point I lived behind a Thai restaurant.
0: <laughs> <and> so- <laughs> That's just <it> felt <smelled> great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a certain point in the day, sort of as the afternoon, they fire up the woks and it just the smell of noodles. It was so savoury and so delicious mm. that we had a little agreement with them. But, you know, I, I called them and they would actually just Pop out the back and knock on the back gate, <laughs> and
0: get get little <laughs> delivery <bits,
1: laughs> Yeah, and it was interesting when I was in Bangkok. Tasting Thai food made me feel very at home. Mm. Um. As did in being in Turkey and smelling and tasting Medi- like the Mediterranean Turkish food because again, that's very much food that you would eat quite commonly around Newtown. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I remember having a yeah, pizza it, all, it, all the it, time. time. Yeah, yeah. And what about at night? I remember I have a very so- strong mm-hmm. sense of Sydney summer nights and smelling pennies, Warm mm-hmm. nights with frangipanis around Elizabeth Bay, with sense yes. of excitement going out, parties, things happening. Like when I first started, when I was nineteen, I remember we first came back from university and started going out and discovering Sydney by <laughs> night. And that smell—it was exciting and fresh and uplifting and sweet and.
1: Nothing like a spring night and the smell of jasmine drifting in the window. Mm. It's just so central and so gorgeous. But, you know, jasmine you can smell for miles. And and even there's a a native um, Gumby Gumby, they're a later summer. So they're a really rich, very narcotic floral Mm. in a way that you also get your mureas. You know, your um, they call them orange jessamines as well. But the mureas are those little white flower ones that are a lot more like a lot more indolic so like your orange it's like orange blossom with a mix of jasmine that really heavy indolic jasmine and that's a late mm. summer
0: one of the smells that's not as nice uh <laughs> when i got off the plane end of 2019 bushfires well yeah yeah so it had been really bad. I remember it had been really bad. I was in Europe and my friends were saying, are you sure you're going home? Like, it was like a precursor to COVID. Everyone was walking around with masks on in Sydney and it felt weird <laughs> because it yeah. was smoke. It wasn't as strong the day that I got home. Six o'clock in the morning, I woke up and there was this smell of bushfire, but I had this deep terror, yeah. which I'd never experienced before, which was just this kind of visceral, deep, dark, it must have just been blowing straight in and it was a really scary yeah, feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a primitive part of your brain that's reacting to it. You know, it's the part that says danger and, and the smell of smoke is danger. You know, it's funny how the smell of smoke can be gorgeous and like very Hugo, the smell of um, campfires and your beautiful post with a gorgeous fire. Yeah, last you night know,
0: we had a kind of a, a fire pit.
1: It's gorgeous. But mm. it's funny how, but it's also the smell of danger and
0: and. Well, my dog sure. thinks it's the smell of danger. One of them is fine, and Fino, you know, he looks at it and he's like, he doesn't like it at all. He barks and he looks at, it, he looks suspicious until he start cooking yeah. sausages, and then he thinks, oh, and
1: then he's this smell is not
0: so bad after all.
1: It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. so quite funny. Yeah, the smell of fire is a precursor to food, <laughs> but he still doesn't yeah. get too close. Some of the other funny, funky smells, one is the, the bay. It's, there's a time, you know, in Lilyfield. It's the smell of the tide coming in and out. So when the tide comes out, you get that really, yeah, it's quite sort of yucky, It's more like mud flats and estuaries. So you've got that really rank mm. smell. But in, in some ways, when I go out for a ride around there, it, it's also just quite reaffirming because it reminds me that I'm in a completely different environment. But it is quite it's quite stinky it's quite fishy and rotty
0: and you
1: know yeah when I lived in
0: the Piedmont it was near the fish market so you'd get that intense <laughs> oh, yeah. of fish
1: oh yeah gotcha yeah. it could it's, also yeah. be
0: great if you went down to eat a seed f- food platter was one thing but yeah. if you're just going past <laughs> you're not feeling 100% you go well <laughs> that's really <cute."> yeah. <laughs> um it's like being behind a garbage truck <laughs> mm. So why don't you tell me your perfect day in Sydney from a scent point of view?
1: The best smells to smell, actually most of the time is the smell of good toast or particularly good fruit toast. And so <laughs> a pot of fresh coffee and some fruit toast, cinnamon fruit toast, cinnamon fruit toast. Yeah. Cinnamon fruit toast. And and there's one that nonis um, makes and so nonis is a, a gluten-free bakery and they do this, stunning sourdough that has figs and almonds in it and it is absolutely delicious it's got dates in it as well I think some orange and it's got lots of spice and sometimes I also put an extra dredge of cinnamon on the top you know with the smell of fruit toast, it's like nothing can be bad mm. it's such a good comforting smell it's really delicious and
0: yeah <laughs> you yeah. yeah, yeah. might have to make some after this <laughs> I
1: like to always have my have it in the in the freezer just so that
0: yeah I've got some in the freezer
1: eating that in a patch of sunlight so whether that be in bed with some books or it's a perfect spring day it's about that mid-september doesn't get too hot it's lovely and cool in the afternoon you are exposing your skin to the sun for the first time and you're feeling just really alive And then that can be followed by a little bike ride up to the markets. Now, that markets could be Marrickville or Orange Grove. And I've chosen both of those because they've got really beautiful produce and great flowers. And I think that one of the nicest things, and actually this this is another global thing, no matter where I am, I'll go straight for the food markets. Like, show me where the
0: food is. What do those markets smell like particularly? What type of fruits do they have that you'd love? what would you buy
1: Mm. apricots there is perfect ripe apricots it's hard to get a good
0: apricot these days i find (laughs) my grandpa used to have lots and lots of fruit and the apricots i would just eat apricots and they were so delicious and i never buy them now because i'm really disappointed with them
1: don't bother unless you buy them by smell Mm.
0: you have to smell them if they're
1: not right same as peaches those really beautiful big peaches that have smell buttery and fruity and you peel the skin off slowly and then you eat it and then you your fingers smell like creamy gorgeous peach so maybe these are in season in this ideal market as well and that makes me very happy in raspberries and fresh herbs so right now I'm craving tarragon and I love buying time. I think, ironically, you can never have too much time. Yeah. <laughs> Mint. I always buy some flowers. So even it's like a pot of, you know, a little pot of, of pansies or something like that. They're really old school and they're quite charming and quite lovely. Um, one time I went to the markets and I walked back with, I had to get help, but it was, I decided to buy an olive tree and <laughs> a, I'm looking
0: at them now, I mean, they're in the garden, an olive and a mulberry. Oh. Um, oh mulberry um, good mulberry is great. My grandpa used to have a huge bush. It's so big that you'd go in the middle of it and just yes. see the outside world and we'd just eat, eat, and eat and eat and eat.
1: <laughs> and in fact, that was one of my so after you've done that, you know, you get these home. One of those things would be to go into the botanic gardens is this beautiful mulberry that's got like a weeping habit. So in summer, you can literally hide underneath it and it's like being in this beautiful green cave you can have a picnic under it it's just bliss and again yeah mulberries are to me you never buy mulberries mulberries have to be eaten off the tree Mm. In fact, I know there's a whole series around Newtown and Stanmore where I'd walk back from eating out with friends and I'd walk back and eat dessert on the way home
0: oh yeah you you have your mulberries under the tree and the picnic and then what happens
1: Wander through the botanic gardens, and then, yeah, a trip up to the art gallery to have a look and see what's happening there because that's always fun.
0: Such a good art gallery. And,
1: oh, it's it's really beautiful. I love that the, you know there are those different things, and you can visit revisit paintings that you've seen and known for years, and it's mm. it's really lovely. So maybe an afternoon cocktails maybe by the opera house because let's face it, it's pretty. Sitting and having a glass of wine on the water is. Lovely. And for dinner, I would have to choose key. So, going for dinner at key, and that is, it's spectacular. You know, Peter Gilmore is the, the chef, and he's spectacular approach to food. And I had a meal there one night with a friend, and there was an amuse bush with muntry. So, he uses a lot of Australian native ingredients, which are really interesting. And It's such a wonderful sensory exploration of balance and flavor and discovering your ingredients and having a wine that matched and having Miss Amelia tell you about why they choose the wine. And so you can smell and taste how things balance. Mm. Um, So maybe four courses there, (laughs) including dessert.
0: That you'll remember (laughs) for the rest of your life?
1: Pretty much, yeah. And it's these wonderful memories of the twinkliness of the the way the lighting was and of just feeling really welcome <laughs> such a positive experience. It was really wonderful. And then I think you know a little stroll by the rocks, which is always so interesting to explore the really old parts of Sydney. And maybe a nightcap at um, one of the older, one of the earlier pubs at the Hero of Waterloo or something like that. Oh, yeah.
0: I went there after a a class because my friend Courtney Severini was playing I think she was filling in for someone and there's a woman yeah. who plays trumpet there and I think she's been playing for 60 years she's been doing the isn't gig it, she's in her cool. 90s or something yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and apparently they they even had a little tunnel for for Shanghai people so mm. you know so they get drunk and they basically end up on a ship in the morning
0: yeah um, as an end note, uh, maybe you can just remind us of how important smells are in everyday life for our moods and the, and the health benefits of being aware of what smells around you.
1: It takes you out of the space that you're in and so it can be really transporting, but it can also be quite grounding and it connects you back with your senses. So perfume is about connecting with your senses, as is touch and dance and things like this. And so and paying attention to your world around you or the little aspects of the world, so the fragrances around you bring you joy again, reconnect you from maybe living in your head to being back into your body. And so absolutely, you know, something I think we, we all need to do is when we go wandering is just just stop and look at how beautiful things are. A friend posted a photo earlier of, of of how the magnolias, which are in blossom at the moment, look against the sky. And it's just so stunning. And I was thinking when I was, when we were about to talk, that there is a magnolia tree, it's a port wine magnolia, which is a really small purple brown magnolia that smells like banana. It's so strange. <laughs> But it's so cool to walk down the street and all of a sudden be hit by this really strange bubblegum banana smell that takes you out of your thoughts and makes you think, what is that? And it brings in that sense of joy and exploration. And you know, then you go and find out what that smell is and whatever else you've been thinking about is now just about connecting with what's in front of you. And I think that's actually quite lovely as well. And even like you were saying, about you making your concoctions with your orange. You know, just stopping and being aware of your senses, you know, chopping open an orange and smell it, and take time over tasting it and enjoying the colour and the texture and the fragrance of it. And it's so enriching. You know, you have a, a full sensory experience of it as opposed to just putting something in your mouth. You know, it's, it, it brings pleasure. Yeah, mm. or like the smell of chopping chopping cucumbers or chopping capsicum and just being aware of how fresh they are and how interesting they could be with something. Or...
0: Mm. It reminds me of when I was living in London, I had a friend and she had a very high corporate job that was really stressful and she said that every day on her way to work she would stop at this person's rose bush, stop yeah. and smell this one rose And just take the time and it would give her so much pleasure and escape and joy and then she'd go on with the day. And just that (laughs) one little moment with that rose made her life happy. More beautiful.
1: (laughs) More beautiful. And it's about being present, isn't it? I think also if you need to bunk in, just make it as beautiful as you can. Do things just to make your space feel beautiful. And I think... Mm. Particularly in the evening, lighting candles always feels so cosy and warm and it's just so relaxing.
0: Yeah, I'm going to yeah. have to try one of your candles also.
1: Oh, yes, I'll arrange that.
0: <laughs> yes. that
1: fig, fig and roses. So fig or roses. At
0: the mm. Great. So what recipe do you want to share with us?
1: Hot chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> this is a really simple thing so it's for people who like their chocolate black and strong and you you a big heaped tablespoon of a really good dutched cocoa so valrono van hooten you know it's got to be that dutched cocoa that's lovely and dark and very aromatic and you mix this with a little bit of boiling water to make a paste and slowly add more to make it a paste and so your cocoa itself is actually quite, it's quite rich and quite thick. And you can dissolve a little bit of chocolate in there if you want to. But it's the garnishes. So with a bit of maple syrup for sweetness,
0: mm.
1: brings up the roasted characters and a pinch of cinnamon, a little bit of vanilla Ooh. and a few drops of orange flower water. Oh, <laughs> to make it gives you if you're feeling stuck or you're feeling a bit bleh this will give you just a lift because I, I really like this as a as a little boost during the day so if I feel like I need a little lift but I don't want to be too jangly from the caffeine um Coke is interesting it has a combine. it has a chemical called theobromine which increases uh, your positive mood and it also you know, is a bit of a stimulant, but not um, not in a jangly way. And the smell of orange blossom is really relaxing and really luxurious. And the smell of the and this is pure aromatherapy. <laughs> the chocolate smells good. Um, you know, you could get exciting and do a pinch of chili with cinnamon. That's also uh-huh. quite nice. But it's the idea of that. There's a the bitterness and and the sweetness. And the sweetness is. You know that little bit of maple syrup and the sweetness of the floral aspects of the
0: cocoa as well as the
1: orange blossom working together so wow. that's one of my favorites
0: wow well i'm gonna to have to you will have to write down that hot chocolate recipe oh, really? for us if you can and send it to us so we can put it on the website yeah. um if people want to check out your scents uh what's your best website for them
1: so, www.cultofcent.com.au.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Sense in the City, Sydney, with Jocelyn Fullerton. Find the show notes and Jocelyn's recipe for hot chocolate on our website, City, And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sense in the City, Sydney, and Facebook at Sense in the City World. If you like this episode, consider supporting the team via Patreon or buy me a coffee. All links are on senseinthe.city. Sense in the City is produced by Pilot Media and Ruby TV.